Hi, everyone. This is David Cohen, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Brad Feld. Hey, Brad. And this is the Give First podcast. In the startup world, Give First means simply trying to help anyone, especially entrepreneurs, without any expectation of getting anything back. So we'll be talking to mentors and founders about what Give First looks like in action and how it makes great entrepreneurship possible. Here's what the lawyers make me say. Brad and I are having personal discussions, and these are our personal opinions that are represented here. Uh, they don't represent the opinion of Techstars or the Foundry Group or any other group. Uh, our conversations are just for informational and learning purposes, including any mentions of securities or funds. Certain of our own funds may own these securities, but please know we're not giving any legal, business, investment, or tax advice. And anything on the podcast is not intended to be used by any investor to make investment decisions. Welcome to the Give First podcast. I'm your host, David Cohen. Uh, we're really excited to have a great guest uh, joining us today uh, to talk Give First. We have Keisha Cash. Uh, Keisha is a founder and general partner over at the Impact America Fund. Uh, she was uh, last year named one of Fast Company's 100 Most Creative People in Business. Uh, she's a venture capitalist that focuses on impact investing uh, worked previously at, at Merrill Lynch, uh, as well as London-based firm Bridges Ventures, and uh, started Impact America Fund, what was it, 2013, Keisha? Yeah, I, I started the uh, first fundraising in 2013, but officially launched Fund One in 2014. And tell us a little bit about that fund. Sure. So Impact America um, Fund One uh, was focused uh, pretty broadly. Uh, our, our thesis um, for Impact America is that there are opportunities uh, to invest in software and tech-enabled companies um, that can have a positive um, benefit on underserved communities in America. Um, so our, our thesis for Fund One, again, pretty broad. We were looking at opportunities um, in education, uh, health and well-being, and um, income creation, and uh, was able to deploy um, our capital um, across those areas with a concentration um, really in this the, this bucket of income creation, which uh, informed the thesis for Impact America Fund 2, um, which now we're doubling down on that focus and really looking for tech-enabled opportunities to create what we're calling economic agency uh, for underserved Americans. Awesome. And we have uh, a few portfolio companies in, co in common, so it's been really great to, to have your help with those companies and, and focus in that area. Um, I was talking to Rod Robinson, who's actually one of the CEOs we have in common uh, over at Conexus. Uh, in preparation for this. And he was talking to me about um, sort of watching you and your career. Um, it, first, it's serious change, I guess. Um, and, you know, talked about, you know, back then sort of almost being like a first-time entrepreneur, raising that first fund and um, that, that he really wanted to deliver on the investment and the trust that you had placed in him so that you could, you know, sort of continue to help founders. So maybe talk a little bit about that transition from, from serious change over to Impact America. Yeah, we. Um, I had the, the pleasure and the great fortune of working with um, Josh Melman, who um, for the last close to probably a decade um, has been the, the face of Serious Change. Um, and Serious Change is um, a family office structure, a single LP. Uh, the principal is a female, which we're thrilled about. She remains anonymous, um, but one of our our world's uh, billionaires that has, you know, made a decision over a decade ago to be extremely catalytic um, with her capital uh, to invest in mission-driven companies around the world. So when I, you know, met Josh Melman, has been working with the fund, um, and Josh himself has been a catalytic uh, investor over the last 30 years, 
uh, but was really, you know, he had been working with a family office to uh, mobilize um, dollars into mission-driven for-profit companies globally. Uh, so I had the opportunity to meet Josh Melman um, at Columbia Business School and um, his family endowed the Melman School of Public Health at Columbia and started to work with him actually during my last semester at Columbia Business School. And this was, gosh, this was in 2010 uh, with the goal of um, of learning. I, you know, volunteered. I'd never met or, or you know an angel investor and one particularly that was interested in uh, mission-driven companies. And when I met Josh and Josh, you know, Josh is a 60-year-old at the time, you know, Jewish white man. And, and we had this meeting and he expressed uh, sincere interest into moving more dollars into mission-driven entrepreneurs of color based in the U.S. So we connected um, in many ways around that mission. And I started to, to work with him. I volunteered my last semester um, to identify companies that would, would fit the thesis of serious change. But more specifically, we were looking for um, entrepreneurs of color. Uh, and we made uh, a number of investments together over what started out as a semester of volunteering, ended up being a three-year initiative um, within the serious change to identify more of these companies. Uh, Rod happened to be um, my last year working directly with the family office. Rod was one of the investments that Josh and I made together. Um, Connexus was one of those investments investing into Rod um, that turned on the light bulb um, for me in regards to you know, this thesis of there there are tech solutions out there that can address, um, uh, you know, inequities within systems. Uh, in the case of Connexus, really looking at diversity um, in small businesses and, and, and the relationship with, with supply chains at large corporations is obviously very exciting. Um, and so that, you know, early investment in, in Rod at Connexus and a few other entrepreneurs that were using technology solutions uh, became the thesis uh, for Impact America Fund One. And, um, you know, I was thankful to get uh, some initial support, um, continuous support, actually, by um, Josh Melman and, and, and Serious Change. So that family office created space for me to learn, to grow my network, um, and to refine my thesis for Impact America Fund. So it, it sounds a bit like like Josh was somewhat of a mentor, but like like the best mentor relationships, they become two way. And I'm I'm going to guess he's learned a lot from you <laughs> over the years as well. Um, you know, Rod said it's super clear to him that that Josh, who he viewed as like a pioneer of impact investing, has has probably passed on a lot of knowledge and expertise to you. So talk about a little bit about that relationship that you have with with Josh, and maybe some things that um, you know you learned from him or that he's learned from you over the years. Yeah, I call, I call him the go godfather of impact investing. So um, he's been at this for a very long time before the term was sexy. And um, we're happy, you know, we're, we're, we're certainly happy that it's a, a mainstream term. But jo Josh and friends started this work over 30 years ago. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of the Social Venture Network of Investor Circles. Um, and it was really, you know, Josh and his colleagues, including folks like Ben and Jerry's back in the day saying, hey, there's a better way um, to build businesses. And there's, you know, there, there, are, there are ways for us to move our money that are good for society. Um, and so it's, you know, I'm just I'm really blessed that I had the opportunity um, to meet Josh and work directly with someone, you know, I've, I, I learned to be um, one of the godfathers um, of impact investing um, and building this ecosystem and being catalytic. Uh, when I first met Josh, I met people before I, I knew Josh, I met people that knew Josh and they're like, Josh is this radical, you know, in, in the best of ways, angel investors, you know, he'll sit down with someone, he'll hear their idea, he'll write them a check, right? Um, 
what I what I learned about Josh, there's a lot there's a lot of thought process uh, in writing that check, but he's really really good at tapping into uh, one's intentions, right? And we don't always get it right, but I would say Josh. Um, has a gift for uh, understanding, you know, wh- what the intentionality is around a founder's um, mission uh, or business idea. And what I've learned, what I learned through him, and I continue to learn that, that intentionality is extremely important uh, in traditional business, um, but even I would say more so in impact investing. And so coming back to the founder's intentionality around their why, um, their reasoning for wanting to wake up every day to do this is is truly important. And that's one thing that of my many things that Josh t- taught me, um, he'd ask me after meetings, do you think that was, the, do you think this person's a good person? Um, which is a loaded statement for him because there are, you know, there, there are nuances to, to what we mean by a quote unquote good person. Um, but he's just very good with people and understanding uh, human nature. He's also extremely like he is a, uh, he's a network within, within sort of networking. He knows everyone um, across uh, different industries. Um, and he taught me the importance of, you know, showing up at an event, don't talk to people you already know, you're here to network. Um, and to do that in different spaces, you know, Josh and I, when I worked in New York, and lived in New York and worked with them in New York, we take trips, you know, to Harlem to visit an entrepreneur in Harlem, or we go downtown. And uh, it was just amazing to watch him um, uh, uh, be able to adapt to different environments. Um, and to really be present in those environments to understand what was happening from a cultural standpoint. And so I just learned a lot of, uh, uh, from Josh uh, about people and, and being present and, and truly sort of understanding um, the atmosphere that we're in. And I think, um, you know, what, what he's learned from me, <laughs> you'd have, you'd probably have to ask him about that, but um, he's con- he continues to be a, a great friend and mentor. And I, you know, very honored uh, to, to have him in my life as, as a mentor and as a guide through this process. Yeah, and and maybe I will be able to ask him someday. I hope so. Um, but it sounded like he was, uh, you know, a big proponent or fan of you, you know, launching off on on your own with your next fund and the activity you're doing now. You know, wh- why would he support that? He's losing somebody that, you know, he he's helped Todd, and it sounded like he was a big fan of. Yeah, go out and do it on your own. Yeah, that's a great question. When we when we met in 2010, I, you know, I applied to Columbia Business School with this idea. Prior to Columbia Business School, I worked. Sort of after post Wall Street and prior to you know pre Columbia Business School, I worked um, with very small um, lifestyle types of businesses in Los Angeles, and these were the majority of those companies were led by entrepreneurs of color, and that's where I discovered this amazing talent that was disconnected from resources, and applied to Columbia Business School with this idea of supporting, helping to build this ecosystem, and getting more resources to diverse entrepreneurs. Right, and this is you know 2008. Um, when I applied to Columbia, when I attended Columbia Business School, and so meeting Josh um, after my experience uh, at Bridges Ventures in London and meeting someone like Josh, who was on the same page in regards to deploying the capital, you know, when I met him, I told him, you know, I applied to business school with this idea. I worked at Bridges Ventures. Like, I really, you know, at some point, I think my my business school essay said I wanted to raise, I don't know why it was, but I wanted to raise $3 million to invest in um, these early stage companies. Uh, and so when I met Josh, he's like, look, you know, you don't have a track record. It's going to be really difficult for you to actually raise a fund. Um, at this point, you know, work with me. We have capital. The fund has capital. I have capital. We can do deals. You know, go and find those deals. We'll build it and they'll come. Um, and so the good thing about Josh Melman is he, he takes action. He's catalytic. He takes action. He, he spent years trying to figure this out with me. You know, we, we met and he understood my purpose and intentionality and we got to work. And so, um, what started out as a, hey, come work with me for a year um, to get, you know, to, to identify some investments, to do some deals turned into, 
a three-year um, partnership um, under serious change. Uh, and that, you know, we were able to use that. It got, you know, we got to the point where we, where I said, hey, I think I'm ready to create this independent fund. And he and Serious Change supported that. So um, from our initial meeting, there, there was intent that I would at some point um, spin out or spin off and raise an independent fund. And he held true to that, to, to that, uh, you know, to our handshake agreement. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. I mean, that's a, to me, a classic, uh, sort of example of, of give first, like knowing that, you know, that in a way, right. They were going to train you up and then lose you, but that that would also in another way, they would get back from it because you'd be carrying some of that business philosophy, you know, out into the world, uh, and maybe even improving it a little bit. I, I want to switch gears cause I don't want to get Josh too big of a head. So <laughs> I want to talk about some of the, the entrepreneurs and what they, what they tell me about you. Um, so go back to Rod uh, first. Uh, he told me a couple stories about um, you know just the mentorship and, and guidance you've provided along the way, and including a few cases where you know you as an existing investor in the company, um, you know were were sort of reacting to a negotiation um, that maybe wasn't necessarily as favorable for you as an investor, but you felt was the right thing for the business. So I don't know if you remember any of those, but Rod really remembers that and viewed it as very much sort of give first from you to kind of do the right thing by the company, as opposed to always just by, you know, you in particular. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember that specific case, but I believe that to be true and that we've, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, and it's a fine line, uh, as an investor that now has multiple limited partners and, you know, my job as an investor, um, with, uh, limited partners is to get, you know, a good financial return, um, for our LPs. Um, that being said, our LPs are also investing in this fund, uh, because of our mission. And, you know, in addition to, uh, the mission of our companies to have a positive impact on underserved Americans. There's also a mission for our founders to make sure that they are navigating the space um, in a way that's fair and just and will get a positive impact, you know, for them on the other side. So there have been times where, you know, if it's clear to me that um, our founders are making uh, decisions or considering um, decisions that um, or opportunities that may not be, you know, in 100% sort of, you know, it's never 100%, but not in, in, in kind of full alignment with their own vision and what they're trying to achieve. Um, and so it's one thing to compromise is another thing to make a decision based on, you know, your, uh, your lack of awareness or understanding of what it is that you're, what you're deciding on. And, and that's, you know, for me, that's the fine line. And so there have been cases, you know, Rod, Rod's probably mentioning a case and, and other cases where, um, I've told our founders or folks in our pipeline, okay, I'm, I'm taking off my VC hat for a moment um, to just make sure you're aware of X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, once I know that you're aware of it, then it's up to you to, to, to negotiate and compromise per that awareness. Um, so it's a tough, you know, it's a tough line that we, that we have to walk, but it's one that is really important um, for us and the, and the types of founders we're investing in, in addition to the majority of our portfolio being, you know, women and people of color. Um, you know, these are founders that are also trying to create um, opportunities for folks that are, you know, a broader set of individuals beyond their own wealth creation. Um, and so uh, because of that, that we are, you know, extremely particular uh, to make sure we're doing, you know, the best that we can to ensure that, you know, those outcomes are as great as they can be. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, it's compromise, right? Because um, I th I th my guess, I don't know what Rod was referring to either, but, you know, Techstars came along at some point with maybe not, you know, the the, the 
economic deal that everybody was hoping when we invested and and maybe Rod viewed it as we want to add you know this new investor and this new network and I don't know maybe had better opportunities but I, I think you have to balance all that with you know what are the economics of the deal versus you know what is what is the business need and what does the entrepreneur think is going to help so we we all as VCs do that every day right to try to optimize the outcome rather than just the economics of the you know deal that's in front of us. So I can identify. Yeah. And I doubt Rod was talking, was speaking at all about tech stars. You all have been, you all have been fantastic. We were happy when you came along and led the A. <laughs> well, great. Well, uh, checks in the mail on that one. <laughs> uh, thanks for that comment. Um, I also talked to Lindsay um, over at Schoolzilla, which you've been involved with uh, over the years. And um, she says you, you've been you know, really given her a lot of confidence uh, over the years and knows that they would be nowhere near as far along um, as they would be. But she cited in terms of give first, she said, you know, you, you'll even show up at their lunch and learns, right? Like just to, to see if you can help out their employees. And I know that's not activity that leads to another investment or necessarily directly uh, impacts the company. But um, Lindsay sure seemed very appreciative of all the things that you do that go out of your way to, to kind of give first around Schoolzilla. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're a small firm. And so from a sort of portfolio management capacity, um, we are as active, I think, as a, as a five, six person team can be. And for a while, there was like two of us. Um, I think we're, we're super active. I have, you know, everyone's on speed text and we'll, we'll return each other's calls within, you know, 24 hours. And if not, then we're, we're worried about the other. <laughs> so it's true, you know, true partnerships. And I would say our gift at Impact America Fund you know, we don't have the the hundred person team to, to provide, you know, kind of all facets of portfolio management in regards to marketing, biz dev, et cetera. Um, but what we can provide because of our relationships with our founders um, is just, uh, you know, honesty and transparency from a personal growth standpoint, I think is what we're really good at. I'm, I'm certainly open to that. I think um, one of the greatest rewards from this work is learning and growing with our founders. And, you know, we're investing in amazing people that are, you know, not only business savvy, but really conscious of, of you know, what's happening out in the world. And so, you know, for me, it's con constant learning from them. And, and because we have that level of transparency in the relationship, it allows us to be um, pretty honest and upfront about personal development work that needs to be done, which is a huge part of obviously growing a business. Um, and I'm thankful they allow me to get in there. <laughs> I, I can be, you know, pretty direct. Um, I've, I've learned how to, to manage that, but it's with love and intentionality around um, supporting our founders' growth. So I do feel like we, you know, we only invest in founders we believe we can have that sort of relationship with um, because it, it truly is part of our value add. Um, and we're thankful that, you know, our founders trust us enough to to let us, you know, let us get behind the curtain and to see what's really going on. And, and, and you get free lunch too, right? So it's not so bad. You get something back. Exactly. <laughs> Lindsay also told me you spent a lot of time over at Columbia, uh, just investing in students and helping out there. Is that true? Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for my experience at Columbia. I was able to, to uh, really take advantage of the social entrepreneurship center there, um, which is how I landed my um, my gig at Bridges Ventures in London for the summer. And then, you know, obviously coming back from that and and, and meeting Josh Melman at Columbia, um, and just a great, great group of people in general. Um, some of my greatest mentors were adjunct professors who were, you know, one, one former um, colleague or a, a partner who was at um, uh, Warburg Pincus taught a class that I absolutely loved and enjoyed. Um, one of my LPs now um, 
He works works directly on the, sort of the right hand of the president of Columbia University. He's a former Goldman Sachs guy, and so just meeting really incredible people. I actually met Ben Horowitz um, while at Columbia uh, presenting to. Um, during a board presentation, um, and and Ben has been fantastic as a supporter as well as Andreessen Horowitz. So yeah, a lot of good things have come out of my um, uh, uh, time at Columbia and the relationships that I built. So I try to give back, um, and I know that there, you know, there are a lot of students that are interested in entrepreneurship and venture capital. Um, and so to the extent that you know I can show up and speak to a class or take a you know take a thirty minute call, then I you know try my best to do that. I always like to say, you know, give first is not, um, you know, you, you show up at Columbia and you immediately get something back, right? It's unexpected what, what you get back. And, you know, you, you're sort of sensing you've gotten a lot from that connection. And so you want to keep giving into that system. And, you know, more things will come to you in the future as a result of that, I'm sure. But, you know, we do it without any specific uh, idea in mind of what we're going to get back from doing it. So I'm, I'm sure they all appreciate that at Columbia. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, we've had the opportunity to um, show up at different business schools, Stanford Business School, actually, a, a good friend, um, Heidi Patel, and she's a general partner at Rethink Impact. Um, she teaches an adjunct course at Stanford Business School. And in 2014, when we had, we closed our first um, fund, um, they wrote a case study on the journey. And Heidi was actually at a family office that invested in Fund One prior to her her transition. So it, you're absolutely right. These connections and networks are, you know, organically, you know, build upon themselves. And she actually, through her, for her course, wrote a case study on Impact America Fund that's taught each year. And so each year I have this wonderful opportunity to sit in the back of, of a Stanford Business School class and listen to, you know, a group of 40 some odd students um, assess and analyze uh, Impact America Fund. Um, and the, the treat for me you know, obviously engaging with the students, um, but to hear their feedback. And I'm always really surprised, pleasantly surprised. They take a vote on the end in regards to whether or not Impact America funds should um, stay independent and continue to raise independent funds or um, possibly consider, you know, some offers that have kind of been put out there around joining forces with larger institutions and um, hands down because of the mission of our fund. Um, the class overwhelmingly votes each year for us to remain independent. And there's, there's the joke around, Hey, it costs money to be out here as a firm. How many, you know, how many of you all are going to volunteer and, and work with us? Um, but what comes out of that to, to your point, um, David is, um, we always have, you know, wonderful students who, you know, are, are well-connected and smart and savvy in their own ways that follow up, um, with us, you know, again, no expectation, um, but we've been able to build some pretty dynamic relationships, um, from, you know, from that activity as well. That's awesome. I, I, I always love uh, anytime I can get in front of students because I find that almost the younger they are, the better questions they ask. And the, right. Uh, they, they're just they just they're not afraid to ask the questions and think about it. But that's, you know, you tease us a little bit there with with, uh, you know, maybe some bigger opportunities. But I, I think it's awesome that you want to stay independent. I want to dive into some rapid fire and ask you a few questions to get you to just give me your quick rapid fire answers on them. But before I do that, anytime I talk to someone who identifies as an impact investor, I like to throw out some 
some data um, that we have here at Techstars, and you'll probably uh, identify with this, I hope. Um, you know, we now have the Techstars Impact Accelerator uh, down in Texas. We work with the Nature Conservancy. We have a, a farm to fork program. So we, we are doing more and more in, in you know, quote unquote, the space. <laughs> um, but as we did that, we, we really looked at the definitions of what we were looking for in those, um, in those programs and found that, you know, 15 to 20 percent of what we've been doing all along falls pretty cleanly into the into this category of what people are interested in and impact and we pulled that cohort out you know you may know we're we're investors Keisha, in about 200 2000 companies so you know we're talking you know a couple hundred companies maybe 300 companies that would meet this impact definition and as a cohort they were performing better than the total cohort of all companies. So impact is not just about that second bottom line. It's also about that first bottom line. I'm sure you would agree. That's true. All right. Rapid fire. Um, quick answers. Um, if you have them, what's your favorite city? Someplace everybody should visit. New York City. Awesome. That's a popular one. I think everybody wants to go there if they haven't been there. I, I know why. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a red eye there tonight. So it's top of mind. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll be you'll be nice and rested tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, how about a great book that you've read recently that you want people to know about? Oh, I am I'm I'm almost finished with it, but it's called The Wisdom of Finance. Any charities that you'd urge people to get involved with or take a look at that you've uh, come across? Yeah, um, the Sponsors for Educational Opportunity (SCO). So they are an organization. I would say I participated. Um, in this organization while in college and was placed in my Wall Street position. And I think they've single-handedly um, are responsible for diversifying Wall Street. Um, and so I encourage everyone to continue to support SCO. That's awesome. As a thank you to being on the show, we're going to do a donation uh, to that as well. Um, we'll also do one to the Techstars Foundation, which is focused on uh, diversity and inclusion in tech in your name, if that's okay. Oh, excellent. Thank you. That's wonderful. We appreciate you coming on the show. Last one. Uh, if you have, if you could have dinner with anyone, they don't have to be alive. Who would it be? Hmm. Gosh. It's more fun if they're alive, but imagine you could do it at any point in history is what I mean by that. Uh, I actually, I mean, I would, given the times that we're, we're, we're in right now, um, you know, I I want to go back and I'd have dinner. I'd be part of these conversations with some of our great civil rights leaders. Um, you know, Malcolm Martin, um, some of the philosophers. Um, kind of going back a little further, W. B. Du Bois. Like I really, you know, I think we're in cycles, um, and so you can obviously read the books, <laughs> but to be able to sit down and understand the philosophy um, and sort of the, the lessons learned um, from different eras and time, I think would be extremely helpful right now. Would be cool. That's a whole dinner party. I'll give it to you. I'm looking for one person, but you can have a party. That's cool. Um, Keisha, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on Give First. Best of luck with Impact America. I really appreciate you joining us today. Excellent. Thank you, David, for all that you do as well. You can always learn more about what's going on here at Techstars by checking out techstars.com on the web or find us at Techstars on Twitter or your favorite social. And don't forget to give first.